0: The Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your engine.
1: 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500.
0: Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen.
2: Good morning, and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports, Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. And uh, welcome, Greg. How are you doing this morning? Well, just look forward to Saturdays because we get to do something. And we got something to talk about today.
3: That's right. We got a lot to talk about. A bunch. I mean, this, this one time when you you need more time, but so much has gone on. You know, everybody's everybody looks at this, looks at that. But, I don't know, they're arguing about what color mask to do
2: and this, that, whatever now. I like Denny Hamlin's mask. Like his, with his mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He said he had a happy one and a sad one. Well, he should be (laughs) happy because of his teammate. There you go. Well, we'll get to that. Go ahead, uh. Good morning there, uh,
4: Alan. How you doing? Good morning. Uh, and as far as our local racing, we're going to let fans back in the stands at Cherokee Speedway.
2: Well, why don't you two talk amongst yourselves for a minute? I got to get Scott Cooper on the phone. He's uh, from the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and he could only come on like right off the bat at 10 o'clock. So I'm going to call him now. And okay. at 11 o'clock, we got Kale Yarborough. And you have us a special guest at about 11.20. 11.20.
4: Got another uh, Hall of Famer, about like Kel Yarborough. His name's going to be Dennis Williams, one of our local racetrack drivers over here at Cherokee Speedway. He actually finished second last week in the run What You Brun class. That's a V8 class with, uh, pretty much no rules except for an 8-inch rear spoiler and an 8-inch tire. And, uh, he pretty much was uh, right there with first place man right there all night long right at
3: Cherokees, well, It gets back to the same thing, you know. You got the tires have a lot to do with it and cost of things that has a lot to do with all of it. That's just like with me. I, I can't. I can't exactly remember stuff, but that's what happens when you when you have too many birthdays. But the but, uh, good thing about Dennis Williams, Dennis Williams is up there in his uh, upper 70s. And
4: uh, he was running with a guy that was uh, probably half his age. And, I know. Uh, it. And uh, But that's, uh, that's part of racing. You know, sometimes racing, it don't matter how old your age is. As long as you can pass that gas pedal and uh,
2: turn that steering wheel, you can go. I know. it. That's, that's the way it is. Isn't it? And we've got our first guest on the phone right now. Let's bring on, without further ado, Scott Cooper from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Good morning, Scott.
5: Hey, guys. How are you this morning? Well, we're
2: doing great. How are you doing? I know you don't have Uh, much to do up there today.
5: (laughs) I tell you what, you know, for the race that we can't have spectators at, I feel like I've been just as busy as I normally am, but um, it's a lot of fun, just the fact that NASCAR is back and that we get to be a big part of it and uh, help at least bring these races back to television where everybody can still enjoy
2: them. Well, I tell you what, that was something down in Darlington for uh a three races, and if you if you can match that, boy, I tell, and I'm sure you can, that was some some pretty good television and um, some good racing.
5: Well, I'll tell you, you know, we certainly want the fans to be here with us. We wish we were able to make that happen, but any race fan that didn't enjoy what they had a chance to see at Darlington, um, something just must be wrong and they must be missing out because that was a great way for NASCAR to come back um, for NASCAR to be the the first major league sport with live competition back on television since all this craziness with the pandemic began um, is really something special, and you know it's an honor for us to be part of it at Charlotte Motor Speedway. We were very, uh, you know, very concerned when all this stuff first started with the pandemic, and and races had to be postponed, and NASCAR was looking at the schedule that. We would not get to run the Coca-Cola 600 on Memorial Day weekend. And, you know, we've been able to do that for nearly six decades. It's such a big part of this race and who we are to be able to do it on that signature Sunday and, and say thanks to our U.S. armed forces. And we are so thankful and feel so blessed that we were able to work out something with the, with the governor, uh, Roy Cooper from North Carolina and all the state and local health officials. To be able to make this race happen and happen uh, tomorrow night, Memorial
2: Day weekend, the way it the way it should be. Yeah, it's a, a huge tradition. I know Greg's sitting here, and he was a part of it as a as a participant, as a as a team manager for all those years with Bud Moore's team, and and I was as a spectator. I saw quite a few of them myself. So uh, it's just a tradition um, for Memorial Day. It's like. Uh, You know Indianapolis in the morning, or actually it used to be. I guess it's uh, it'll come back someday. Maybe Monaco in the morning, Indianapolis at midday, and Charlotte at night. And it's um, yeah. I always used to call this Christmas.
0: (laughs) Well, you know,
5: we always felt honored to be the grand finale of the greatest day in motorsports with those three events, like you talked about. But you know, this year is even more special for us because. You know, Indy got postponed. Monaco got postponed. So for us to be the only show, it gives us uh, a lot of pride to be part of NASCAR and to be able to walk out what we want to be able to to find a way to do this and do it safely. And you know, the plan, the process that was put in place at Darlington with the uh, pre-health screenings and all of the um, advanced things that they did for decontamination and sanitizing and cleaning and making sure people stay uh, apart from each other and social distancing and stuff like that. You know, at Darlington, it all worked, And we're going to try to mimic that exact same plan. We're going to make that happen for us so we can keep these competitors safe and that, and that our sport of NASCAR can continue over the next few weeks while everybody else, it seems like, is still trying to figure out uh, what to do and how to do it. So... Um, you know, we've got a, a, a temporary solution, and we hope we'll be to the point that, you know, we can invite the base fans to come back and enjoy it, you know, face-to-face and on-site with us in the near future. But uh, in the meantime, this is this is the next best thing. There are a lot of great storylines to watch going into the Coca-Cola 600. The racing was great at Darlington. So uh, right now I feel like we've got some um, momentum at least to drive some people to tune in to Fox at 6 o'clock on Sunday night and uh, enjoy something special. Give us a chance to entertain America and kind of bring a little sense of normalcy back to everybody's lives that have been so uh, so torn up by this pandemic.
3: Yeah, you're right. At just, um, just tickled to death. You know, nobody's got time, and everybody's a lot of confusion going on right now. But uh, they get on to me talking about the past. Well, me and me and Perry, we're racing historians. And um, yeah. I, I'm I'm bad about being a little too sarcastic
2: and talking too much, and I do. But well, I think a racing historian for Greg and I—we're just old men that are race fans, so we <laughs> categorize ourselves as racing historians. But I think one thing you said just now was was well put about the momentum because going into Darlington, I think everybody was nervous and 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 big question marks about how it was going to work with no practice and this and that and no fans. and But you've got some storylines coming into Charlotte and uh, and four days in a row to, to let them play out.
5: Well, I'll tell you, we really do. I, I mean Darlington is always such a, um, such a special place in NASCAR history and they certainly didn't do anything but add to that with what they had this past week. And and it was great to see that race last Sunday night come out and be such a such a good race and entertaining race to see Fox get very creative with how they had to televise that race and bring it to the to the race fans watching at home with limited personnel at the track, um, you know, to see Kevin Harvick capture his fiftieth win, and then you know, a couple of days later, despite the weather and the changes. Uh, Chase Briscoe comes back after just finding out that his wife had had a miscarriage. What a tragedy for that young family! Yeah. But then to come back and be able to hold off Kyle Busch, probably the you know the most talented driver that's out there now, and it'd be you know a pretty strong argument for people to make that. And Chase Briscoe was just battling him right there, panel to panel, being able to win that race was something special. And then of course, you know, to have the Cup race though you know it ended a little bit early for weather on wednesday night the whole the whole deal between chase elliott and kyle bush was entertaining it reminded me of you know throwback days when feuds were happening on on track see a driver get out and have that kind of reaction about it and um you know i know the public stuff says they've all they've just made up and they've you know said they've talked to each other and stuff like that but you just got to know coming into Charlotte, if Chase Elliott feels like he's got a chance, <laughs> you know, you're going to be watching this happen with him and Kyle, Kyle Bush. So,
2: well, well, um, we, we've got the poster boy for confrontations coming on at 11 o'clock with Cale Yarborough.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be curious to hear what Cale says about what he saw between Chase Elliott and uh, Kyle earlier this week. But, you know, as it relates to Charlotte... Um, you know, talking about history and talking about some of the storylines that we've got coming in, it's not just the springboard coming off Darlington, but it's also the fact that, you know, we've got Matt Kenseth coming out of retirement to run this year's Coca-Cola 600. This is the same race that he won as a rookie in 2000, 20 years ago.
2: Wow.
5: He's coming back 20 years to try to repeat what he did as a rookie. And Matt Kenseth, little known fact here, still the only rookie in the 60-year history of the Coca-Cola 600 to win that race. So that tells you how how hard this race is to win for the younger guys. Um, You know, we're watching Jimmy Johnson coming in. This is, of course, his last full-time season. Jimmy's still got a chance. If he were to pull off the win on Sunday night, he'll tie Darrell Waltrip for five wins in the Coca-Cola 600. That's the most in our history. And then, um, you know, I like to look at the guys that are racing right now. Some of the, some of the bigger name veterans that still have yet to win the Coca-Cola 600. You know, people don't think about names like Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano and Brad Kozlowski And, and those guys still have not won the Coca-Cola 600. So, you know, that's still a big, uh, a big hole in that trophy case for drivers that have been as, as successful as those guys have. So, um you know, lots of fun things like like that for for your race fans to really try to dig into when they look ahead and, and want to tune into us. And then, um, as you mentioned, you know, we're going to go four straight days. So, um... Why don't you tell us what those four us,
2: races... In, why don't you tell us what those four races in a row are?
5: You know, normally for us, it's it's the it's the Coca-Cola 600 kind of capping off right. at the end of, you know, two weeks of racing, and this time it's just starting it. But we're going to We'll run the Coca-Cola 600 Sunday night at 6 o'clock on Fox. On Monday night, we'll run the ALSCO 300 Xfinity Series race, You from earlier, and that's going to run at 7.30 on FS1. Then Tuesday night, we'll run the North Carolina Education Lottery 200 Truck Series race. That'll be the first truck race right. for that series since the pandemic started. And That's going to be at 8 o'clock on FS1. And then on Wednesday night, we'll have another cup rate. We're going to run the ALSCO uniform 500, so five, 500 kilometers, so it's going to translate to about 310 miles. And that'll be at 8 o'clock on FS1 on Wednesday night as well. I had, so, some, um,
2: I had some questions about people asking me if that 500K was indicative of them running on the road course or the Roval, but it is on the regular Big speedway, right?
6: And
5: and you know, uh, we've actually gotten that question quite a lot too. Yes, it is it is on the oval, so all of the races will be on our traditional oval for Charlotte. And I think they just made it a five hundred K so that they could basically fit it into a midweek better time time window. You know, so that the race wasn't too long in the evening on a Wednesday night. So, um, like I said, it's going to translate to about 310, 311 miles. So it's going to feel like you're watching a uh, Xfinity race in terms of time. Um, but there was a specific reason about that. A lot of a lot of people have asked us that you know if if this race in terms of on the calendar was replacing the race from Sonoma, and Sonoma was a road course. You know, why don't you run Charlotte on the road? And there's a really good reason behind that. And it's primarily looking at the teams and how when the teams came back to the shops and came back to work, you know, they didn't have any road force cars sitting around ready to go. What they had, when you think back to the pandemic and when it first started, you know, they were in Atlanta ready to go when everything went sideways. And the next race was supposed to be Miami. So they had cars that were at least intermediate track cars that were somewhat ready to go for those races so when the teams came back to work with limited time to get ready to go back racing that was a key part in why Darlington and Charlotte came up first as well as just because of the closeness to the tracks and the teams wouldn't have to put up people in hotel rooms people are still skeptical about travel stuff like that so they could do it with driving distance but also because it would give them the best chance to get the cars ready to run quickly. And um, so that's why we're running everything on the Oval at Charlotte. And then even from a track pursuit, most people don't realize this, you know, it takes a lot of work and a lot of transport for us to be able to change over from Oval to go to Roval at the level that we need to run that race for NASCAR. right? So we'd have to remove a lot of jersey barrier. We'd have to put in extra tire packs pick stuff all over the place. And it literally takes about 8 to 12 hours minimum to get the track roval ready just to run a basic race, much less what it would take to do something for NASCAR. So to be able to turn that in the tight frame with three races preceding it really would have made it too difficult to run.
2: I don't know if y'all still do this or not, but I remember Humpy used to, uh, he had the big flush or something there. To, they flushed all the toilets at one time to make sure that uh, plumbing would hold up. I don't get you will need to do that this year, will you? No, we will not have to
5: do that. I'll tell you, I, I, was, uh, uh, I was actually here for uh, some of those royal flushes, we
2: call Royal them. flush, okay.
5: And, um you know, that, that was something that was always something fun that we did. It, it really did have a practical function to it because we were testing the pipes, testing the plumbing to be sure we were going to ready, be ready for race day. Um, but, you know, it was all something that was also fun for the fans to see. And they knew we were thinking about them, knew we were getting ready for them. And um, it's going to be very bittersweet this year us to run the Coca-Cola 600 without spectators, without the fans, because that's who we work for all year round, is to try to put these events on so the fans can come and enjoy them and create some memories that hopefully are going to last them for the rest of their lives. Um, so we're very disappointed that we can't have the fans with us, but we understand these are crazy times and crazy circumstances, and we're all doing something differently from how we were doing it, you know, two months ago. And um, this just a adjustment. We know it's not going to be forever. It's going to be temporary. And in this temporary time, we're just glad that we can play a big part in uh, bringing NASCAR back to a worldwide audience and let people all enjoy it together, at least on television.
2: Well, I think everybody will have a special memory for this year, the the year they watched the 600 on the couch with with all the other race fans in the country. And um, uh, I know you're... Busy as a beaver right now, and I know Greg and I and Alan really appreciate you coming on. Um, you're you're so a wealth of information and and so well-spoken. I hope we can have you on again later on in the year when uh, you have your other races.
5: Guys, we will definitely have to do that again. And uh, before you let me go, I just want to say go right ahead. to all those military servicemen and women that are out there, um, that is one thing that will not be lost on us tomorrow night. And for our U.S. Armed Forces, paying tribute to them every year at the Coca-Cola 600 is a big part of who we are. And I think when you see this broadcast tomorrow night, you're going to still feel that. Um, You're going to see a lot of military tie-ins, a lot of salutes. We're very proud that the race cars are coming back with the names of fallen servicemen and women across their windshields to honor them. Um, And we're also going to still have, just like last year, that mid-race moment of re- remembrance where NASCAR is going to bring all the cars down pit roads, they're going to stop, and we're going to have about a 30-second moment of silence there for everybody to, to to pause and just think about why we should be thankful to these men and women that have given the ultimate sacrifice so that we get to do what we do because of what they do. And um, that's not lost on us, and we just want to say thanks and, and uh, encourage all those men and women in service
7: Tune in, watch
3: us, because we want to say thank you to them directly. Yeah, well I, we de- We definitely need to to thank. Uh, I, I get Memorial Day mixed up sometimes with Veterans Day, and I, I, I get kind of confused. But uh, anyway, very uh, kind uh, I have to be reeled in sometimes because so, <laughs> many, so many so many things happen.
2: Well, it's easy to get that mixed up. The Mo- Memorial Day is for the 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 soldiers we lost. I mean, every day should be Veterans Day, but uh, this is particularly for uh, uh, those that were lost or uh, killed in action or, or missing. Or, unfortunately, there's a lot of them. Scott, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we appreciate everything you're doing for the veterans and for the, to keep the memory alive of, of these soldiers and sailors, and uh, thanks for coming on. I hope we talk to you again later this year. You
5: got it, guys. We would love for you in state to tune in to Fox tomorrow night at six o'clock
2: and enjoy a great race with us. Okay, we will, and the whole world will be watching. Thank you, Scott. And that's Scott Cooper from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Well, it took us two weeks to get somebody from Charlotte, but did a good job there, Greg. Well,
3: it's like I say that it's like Cale said one time. He said, and he might say it again. He said, when "Greg Moore called. What do you do?" Well, I'm gonna worry him to death.
2: Okay. Well, we got we're about five minutes late for our first break, so let's take that right now, and we'll come back, and we'll have a few minutes to shoot the bull before uh, before Nelson comes on. You're listening to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg.
0: Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM.
8: When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946.
9: Fox Sports 1400
0: now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you, download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400.
8: Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex pre because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but I got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex pre New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out impexpre Impex pre Quality used cars made easy. Get
1: ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Seals event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only 199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and slim dunk on savings during the nissan now seals event at greer nissan today low prices big selection and committed to quality customer service come see us on wade hampton boulevard or shop online at greernissan.com call 864-479-1197 for more details
9: Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289.
0: The Elite Audio text line is open via the Fox Sports 1400 app. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play.
2: And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Um, That was a great interview with Scott Cooper. He's got a a lot going on, and it's great that he took time out to come on with us. Alan, uh, before we went to break there or before we had Scott Cooper on, you were, looked like you were getting wound up about wanting to talk about Darlington. So now we got about 12 minutes. Go ahead.
7: Well,
4: I mean, uh, that was
2: some good, good viewing. Well, you,
4: uh, kind of watched that deal. Uh, uh, what was it? Kyle? I mean, uh, Chase Elliott and Kyle Bush, uh, everybody was talking about it. And, uh, you know, it's getting to a point where I think it's going to be uh, teams against teams. You know, don't get me wrong. Denny Hamlin took him out at, at Martinsville. So, uh, this time it was Kyle Bush. So, eventually, uh, you know, uh, you get pushed around too much.
3: You're going to start pushing back, ain't you, Greg? That's right. That's, that's, that's the way it is. You know, if it's uh, WCW or something like that, that exhibition, but... One thing about it, NASCAR seems to rise at the top.
10: I mean, and, and
3: what we see is real. We've seen some good racing. Yeah. It's just a lot of confusion right now.
2: And um, I can't, I get confused myself. Well, i tell you, the uh, the racing I thought on Sunday was, uh, I, I, the biggest thing I took away from there was um, Harvick was back by winning that thing. Uh, who picked Harvick, by the way? Nobody.
4: Nobody picked Harvick. Nobody picked. Uh, nobody picked
2: Harvick. Right, I, I want to make a rule change right now. By the way, I, and I thought about this because we're going to have some Wednesday races. We're going to have. Uh, we're going to have one this week. We're going to have one next week. I think at Bristol. Um, but um, whoever you pick on the show, you get them for Wednesday. Okay. So really, you're picking two for one. I I thought about that when I saw Chase about to win the Wednesday race, <laughs> and uh, he didn't. But um, I said, you know, I, this, we're wasting a race here. So whoever you pick, you get them for two races. But no, the um, and Jimmy Johnson, that was, that was another uh, just uh, if, if Kyle Bush can misjudge one, I think Jimmy did too because he, he just screwed up. He had the, the segment one. Well, and Ricky Stenhouse on the first lap. Coming off the
4: turn, you know, making it three wide. We knew somebody three, was going to wreck on three the first wide, lap. <laughs> three wide, first lap. Uh, you know, I mean, that's uh, you know, sometimes you got to sit back. But I mean, it is a long race.
3: Yeah, I it mean, is. It is, and it's still, uh, it's still Charlotte World 600, and it's just a lot of tradition. Uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. I'm amazed at. You know, they're moving up stuff around. Uh, I have trouble remembering things. And if you and if you notice, that first pit stall
4: at Darlington kind of paid off for Kevin Harvick. I mean, we always talk about pit road and stuff like that and pit road speed and positions on pit road. He got out front and, you know, it kind of you know, paid off for him on that Sunday race there. You
2: um, know, Johnson's accident wouldn't have been an accident, but he timed that right, right there coming off of that corner where... The car that he tapped, who, that was um, uh, the 17 car. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who that is right off the bat. I'll tell you here in just a second. But he bounced off the wall and came back and hit Johnson again. And that just sort of, uh, you know.
4: Uh, Which I know we're going a lot faster nowadays like than a, what we used to. Croquet okay balls. But, but but David Pearson used to say, boys, you gotta, at Darlington, you got to set a guy up to pass that guy. Chris Boucher. You got to set him up down the straightaway to be able to pass him before you get to that corner at Darlington. Because everybody knows how tight it is, but, you know, these boys going on the bottom of that racetrack like they were back in the day, I don't think you went in there on that bottom of that racetrack like you did.
3: He used to be at Darlington in, in the good old days, you didn't know what was going to happen. You know, but real competition is it's like the truth. Truth is a better story than, than some of the makeshift stuff. But, NASCAR always seemed to come out on top. So, Well, in the good old days, that was the fourth turn. Right, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> well, I,
4: don't, I don't know if y'all watched it or not, but the good old days, if you turn, tuned into the race there for the, I, I still call it, the, well, it's the x race. They had the 1985 Bristol race on. I saw that. And Jack Ingram and all them boys, Tommy Houston and Larry Pearson, they was all out there racing these old cars. And boy, I loved that. I loved the looks of them cars. And who won?
2: Uh,
4: (laughs) That's a good question. I'll tell you, you,
2: one of Greg's... uh, one of, the, one of Brett, Brett Bodine, Brett Bodine, Brett Bodine, who, Bodine and, right and over Bud Moore on the pit road in Robert, Robert G's car yeah. and, the, and the yellow five, yeah, the Levi Garrett, the car, Levi Garrett like, car, Robert G. And the thing about it, I had no idea who was going to win that thing, and, and I just sort of stumbled onto it, and I went, oh, and and who was it? Uh Larry Newber and those guys, those announcers were so young, and um, of course, you know, it was only thirty-five years ago. And
4: and you noticed that car that finished second there started out with the V six there oh. had the little V six motor that boy would get through
2: the corners but boy them big them big motors showed down that straightaway. Benny yeah. Parsons was the other guy, and Benny says. uh this is going to show us a lot about what it's going to be like in '88 and '89 when uh, cup cars go to six cylinder, and uh, that didn't happen. It didn't happen, but uh, them six cylinders. Whenever I worked for uh,
4: David Pearson, and uh, we had V sixes then, and uh, but they would, they
2: would, they would run. Greg, did y'all have V sixes? Did y'all y'all experimented with them a little bit? Didn't you? We did, and uh, they had sent us some parts to put it together,
3: and uh, try and think of. The guy that, uh anyway, the V six stuff just didn't seem to work. I don't know if it's changing the noise. You know the, that that's a part of it. Then we got off a deal of one hundred and eighty degree headers, and that was that was that
2: was kind of messed up. It seems like I just don't remember much about a Ford V six as I do a a Buick or something or General Motors. Yep, Ben Barnes
4: up there in Asheville he actually built our
2: car our motors and. uh they were, they were stout. They, yes, yes, they were they good. Yeah, they were. They were good. But getting back to Darlington, um, I thought that was uh, uh, the Sunday race. Uh, once once Harvick got out there, he sort of checked out and was gone. Uh, some pretty good action. A uh, couple of cars banging off the walls there that you expect. Like uh, It looked like uh, Boyer was going to do pretty good there, and he couldn't stand prosperity. Yep, won the first
4: two stages there, was looking good, and sometimes, you know, I ain't gonna say it, driver runs out of talent.
2: Well, he, he ran out of blacktop, that was for sure, and uh, then uh, the next race was supposed to be the Xfinity race, but it got rained out, so they ran, uh, that was on a Tuesday night, so on Wednesday night, they ran the the, the shorter 500-kilometer uh, cup race, and that was the one where uh, I think uh, I think I detected a, a little um, conspiracy there with uh, one teammate taking out a guy so the other teammate could win. But the thing about it is, uh, I'm not saying that didn't happen. I'm not saying it did. But I know that Hamlin was out of tires. And I don't think he could have held off Chase Elliott. And, uh, but it didn't come down to that. And it was just... Even though it started raining, I thought it was just terrific drama with the with uh, him, with Kyle Bush sitting in his car and uh, the, the, the Napa boys sitting on the pit wall waiting on him to get out and the and, uh, crew chief for uh, um, Kyle Bush sitting sort of in there amongst them. So um, and, and the fact that Gustafson, who was Kyle Bush's, I mean, um, Chase Elliott's crew chief, was uh, once the crew chief for. Uh, Kyle Bush, so there's a, a lot of cross stories and, and cross tempers there.
4: Well, it's a funny thing. Uh, if your driver makes a mistake and he has to come down pit road and stop, he always stops in front of the pit stalls
3: that he hit the guy that he wasn't <laughs> supposed to hit. It's like we've always said. <laughs> only real men run dirt. And if you're going to have a fight, do it on the front straight away. Yes. Well, but the thing is, uh, those guys, competitive guys, it, it, it's, all, it's all real you know and yeah. nascar always seems like sometimes we think they're not too smart but they always seem like they come back uh, rock gold
4: over at cherokee speedway he used to tell us over at driver's meeting he said boys if y'all gonna fight fight on the front straightaway so the crowd gets to see it he would look <laughs> over at the police he said now y'all wait about 10 minutes and then he said walk on down there after about 10 minutes because somebody's out of it <laughs> I 10 minutes might be too long 10 minutes might be too long but
2: somebody's walking out of that fight don't you worry it would be a whole lot easier for you well you know it was I actually did not have the sound turned up and I can't remember why but I didn't have the sound turned up uh, but I was watching every bit of it or I didn't have it up loud enough and I don't know if you could hear through the masks or I, I don't know if you could hear what Bush and and Elliot were saying to each other or not, but uh it was good to know that Kyle Bush wasn't coming up with some cockamamie excuse, I mean at least he owned up to it and um and said he wrecked him and now he didn't say he was trying to win the race for his teammate, but he did a um which I don't think I actually believe that i think i I think he was going to wind up in about tenth place if he didn't get in that spot, and Harvick wasn't going to give him any room and Elliot yeah. was already checked out yeah. and gone. He was fixing to win the race. He knew. He knew if he couldn't
4: get up there in that spot that that's he right. was going to be hung out to drive. Right exactly there. right. And, I mean, he misjudged it. It ain't like Denny Hamlin. Whenever he hit Chase Elliott at, at Martinsville and knocked him slam up the racetrack. I mean, that's the deal of a Darlington. He moved up. He knew he had need to get in that little spot. And whenever you run your speeds down, it straight away, it is a it's split. It's a split decision to get in there. Well, he know he knows he's gonna be tight getting in there. He if he slid up in there, he might got
3: tapped in the rear by Harvick. But you know, he just misjudged. It. Well, it's like they said. You know, we we saw a Daytona race where they done the, the two cars together, and you know you got to, if you compared the person, you, you got to do that. You no know ifs but, but I remember he had two cars and then two cars and, uh, like I said. David Pearson uh, sat down and talked to it, him, and he said, man, you, back in the days, you, you go down on the apron to do whatever the heck it takes to win. So, I mean, who who's supposed to be the judge on a lot of this stuff? All
2: right. Well, I think I hear Nelson calling in, so let's, uh, let's take our next break and come back and uh, see what Nelson Crozier saw uh, in the last few days at Darlington. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg.
1: Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness, and you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only 199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off savings on our large selection of used vehicles too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Vince those high payments and slim dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com Call 864-479-1197 for more details.
12: Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274.
10: It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
0: The Dan Patrick Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And welcome back
2: to Start Your Engines. Good morning, Nelson.
6: Oh, a whole lot happened. A whole lot is going to happen. Well,
2: where uh, do we start? Well, you just jump right into it. Uh, we've uh, sort of scattershot shot the thing this morning, talking a little bit about uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson screwing up and uh, and sort of misjudging a a spot there, and then uh, Kyle Busch um, m- misjudging one bad with uh, the race on the line. So. uh, Tell me what you take away from it, Nelson. You're a you're an astute observer, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts.
6: Okay. Uh, Cobb was uh, screwed up. Uh, he admitted it. I don't think we're to see any retaliation now. weeks down the road, yes, it might happen, but uh, you won't see it today uh, or you know, tomorrow or Wednesday. Uh, you know, uh, so far as you know. I'm sitting on pit road waiting for the driver to get out. Uh, NASCAR sent a bunch of security down, you know, in anticipation.
2: I thought that Uh, was so cool.
6: (laughs) They had three guys
2: standing there between uh, uh, that car and the boys on the pit wall. Uh,
6: Okay. I thought the biggest thing, uh, you know, the whole uh, race series there was the Trinity race with... uh, Crystal winning yes uh, his wife had a miscarriage that week, that was the lowest point in his life to come back and win that race. I said God drove
2: that car the last ten laps. well uh, he he was not going to be denied. that was some of the hard hardest racing, and actually, I don't guess he could have done it against anybody anybody any better to prove himself than Kyle Bush, especially with what had happened the night before.
6: Yeah, and now getting uh to the truck race this week. Uh Chase Elliott is ended in that and, and he's got that bounty if he can beat uh Carl Bush. Oh that's so that, that's gonna be a heck of a race
2: That's that's a very good point. That <laughs> there's your payback right there if uh, if there's gonna be one. Yeah.
6: But uh you know, you were talking about, you know, uh, fighting on the front stretch or whatever Years uh, ago, to, to Old Dominion Speedway, uh, old Man's Ward gets up and he said, "If any of you uh, are in a fight, it's going to cost you a hundred dollars." Sam Jones, who was the driver uh, our car, he speaks right up and says, "Here's my uh <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: He went ahead and paid in uh, advance. You
6: know, uh, you know, if your car, uh, if an electric car, headed the victory lane. And just saw Judy Johnson head out of the racetrack. Uh, he was just hoping that the car didn't get caught because he knew there was something on there that was marginal.
2: Yeah, what was going on with, uh, was it, who, was it, wasn't it Kyle Busch that had, who had trouble going through inspection and had to start at the rear? That was Kyle Busch, wasn't
6: it? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, jumping to uh, something else, on the V6 engines, uh, you know, you had the Ford, the Buick, and the Chevrolet. Uh, the Buick, you know, they've been dealing with the V6 for years. And, and they had that GNX, uh, you know, in 87, which Bobby Allison still got one of them, uh, either GNX or the Grand National. Uh, but, of course, those were turbocharged, uh, and, the uh, you know, the race was not. Uh, but... Everybody went to it and they're screaming they're having all kinds of problems. Uh You know, bunch of you had to come down here and leave us from home the same way. Uh Because the ignition box they were using had a compensator in it. They tried to make an even fire engine. And both the B-6 and, uh, well, all of them at one point were out fire. Uh, but, you know, started to make the fire every 90 degrees instead of 90 and 120 uh I went down there, figured out, you know, right off what it was, uh, and you know, got uh, everything running. Everybody was happy, but you know, when you start to race parts with sheet parts, uh, sometimes there's a big uh, variation there.
3: Yeah, it definitely definitely does that, and uh, it's like timing is everything. And we're talking about the World 600, and uh, I, Nelson, I was talking to you like at four in the morning, and my wife come in there and said, "Have you lost your mind?" <clears throat> I said, "Well, real racers, we got to be a little bit touched, you know. Right. If you got to, you, you got to race. Anyway, it, it, it's real. I don't, I don't like teaming up on this, that, whatever. But, it, but it, a lot of that stuff been going on. I mean, that's just like the cubic inches thing. They, they blow that out of proportion."
6: I mean Well just like Carl Bush's uh penalty, uh where they put him to the back of the field for a speeding on pit road. Speed limit was forty five, they give were five mile uh variance there, yeah, which was fifty. He was fifty point zero two mile an hour. Uh you know, that was a, a judgment call, you know. But it, it made for good T V. Uh we're jumping all over the place today Uh, Virginia wasn't going to let them have the uh, races so Nassau said okay they pulled out of the state capital raceway they pulled that race and then the government said oh okay you can go ahead and run Martinsville now Uh, Pocono had everything closed, uh, you know Pennsylvania and then they uh you know, uh, uh, backed up and said, okay, we we'll can go ahead and you can run Pocono. Uh, Delaware, it's so locked up tight. If you're from out of state, it's a 14 day quarantine. And right now they have roadblocks set up going uh, to the beach. And, uh, you know, they're checking to see whether uh, you're a resident. If you're out of state,
2: Basically, they said, "Hey, this is the rules. Turn around and go home." Wow, uh, Nelson, uh, I, I tell you one thing, um, and I'm going to get your opinion on. I, I, there's been so many huge changes just to just to get back on the track and, and get racing and going again and on the air. Um, but I think some of this, some of these changes may stick. Uh, maybe the most prominent being a, a midweek or a Wednesday night race. I mean, I think that's working out real well.
6: Oh, so far it really has. And, you know, we used to have the Thursday Night Thunder. Right. Uh, I loved it. And that was fantastic. Uh, you know, it's hard to change tradition, but this is given an opportunity to change the tradition on a lot of it uh, without upsetting people. And they say, hey, this
2: works. That's stupid. I but, think it also works pretty good with the. With no practice and uh, I uh, and maybe even no qualifying, I mean that's kind of wacky the way they uh, inverted the f- first half of the field and all that stuff, kind of gimmicky. But anyway, um, I, I don't know that anybody was was really out to lunch like I thought there was going to be um, on that first lap at Darlington. That that one guy spun out, um, but not going have happened days to anybody.
6: To You know, they've got uh, sensors uh, when they go testing on the springs, on the shocks, on the tires. They know everything they need to know. uh, And they're saving a lot of money and a lot of equipment being torn up, uh, you know, by not having uh, all the practice. Uh, You know, it's a unique situation, but I think there's a lot to come from it. the other big thing they were talking about this week, and Danny Hammond was very vocal about it, was a cone rule, uh, where you know, the story really goes uh, way back where you have the slow cars on the inside and the fast cars on the outside, and uh, you know, so instead of having a whole bunch of lap cars or slow cars interspersed with the fast cars, put all the fast cars out to the uh, outside. And the soap cars will go to the inside. Used to work great. We'll straight them so track So let's see whether at some point they institute that.
2: But they didn't they give the, the 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 leader the option of being on the inside or the outside?
6: Oh, that that's correct. That's always been uh, the deal. Yeah, I thought uh, so. But this way, the leader would automatically be on the outside. But the soap cars on the inside isn't he can beat them no problem.
2: Yeah, I guess it depends on the track. Let's get our picks in right now, and I don't know if you heard the uh, rules adjustment I made, but we're wasting a race by not picking the, the Wednesday race. So yeah, whoever you,
6: I heard it. Yeah, whoever uh, you pick
2: Sunday, you get for Wednesday because uh, I thought I was going to win <laughs> last Wednesday before they took out Chase, although it wouldn't have counted. So, anyway, you went first last week. Um, Alan, you go first this week. Oh, uh, And nobody see. won last week, so... Uh, I think I'm going to go. Let's go with the 88 car. Okay, Bowman, that's a bold move. Uh, I'm going to pick Keslowski before I give uh, Nelson a chance to grab him. Who you got there, Greg? I just keep thinking about uh, Pinsky
3: and his stuff. I mean, you know, the cream rides at to the top. And I know what I'm, but I, the Wood Brothers, I, I, I just keep have to say that because it's. Uh, I didn't know that I had a text or nothing like that and come find out. My wife is texting to and from,
2: so they know what, what's going on before I do. So, <laughs> Okay, so you're picking who? Benedetto? Yeah. D. Benedetto? All right, so he's got D. Benedetto. Uh, I just texted Ronnie, who I forgot to mention this morning. Ronnie is, uh, of course, not joining us this morning, but he's very much a part of the show. And I, I did talk to him on the phone. Uh, and he said he may call in in the second hour. So, Ronnie, if you're listening, just uh, text me your pick, and um, we'll add it to the list. But you go ahead there. Uh, Nelson, who do you pick? I already picked Keselowski. Yeah, I'm going totally away from what I normally
6: do. The 48
2: car. And that is, uh, I tell you, I, I really hope he wins one before it's over with because he's, uh, I don't know, he, he looked he he looked bad last week. I mean, I, I just thought it didn't look... That wasn't a good for somebody of his seven-time uh, stature. He looked fast. But he, he was fast. He looked fast. He looked good. But uh, something just happened there. Something did happen. He ran out of... Uh, his car was too long or something. Driver ran out of talent. <laughs> well, again, for just a split <laughs> second. And uh, I did get a text from Ronnie, and he's going to stick with Kansas, who... Uh, Uh, I heard somebody else, I don't know who it was, pick him the other day. So, uh, all right, uh, Nelson, a couple of minutes left. Uh, You got any closing thoughts about what we might see at Charlotte?
6: Well, all those are good thoughts. Uh, Of course, Hendrick being within a so-and-so shop, you know, from the racetrack, uh, they always put an extra effort for Charlotte. Uh, So, you know, any one of the Hendricks... uh, would be a good choice. But uh, like I said, Seward Haas and Penske, they're strong wherever you go. So, you know, it's hard to choose. Uh, I'm, uh, Hamlin's Mask. I love that. Why don't you have to, well, some people did, some people didn't. But why don't you have a mask with your sponsor on it? Uh,
2: somebody to I mean, come that's, up
6: that's with that. That's a mixed opportunity.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't like Hamlin. But I did like uh, I did like his mask. He said he had a frowny one too. So, uh, right. Uh, anyway, that was yeah. The ma- this mask thing is is gonna. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure gonna evolve. That,
6: uh, uh, most people don't know if you're carrying a firearm, whether you have a concealed carry permit or open, it's a class four felony in most states to have a mask on.
2: Yeah, I thought it was. I thought an adult couldn't wear a mask under any circumstances, whether they were armed or not. But uh, I mean, I was a yeah, cop. Well, I, mean, I was a cop thirty some, uh, years ago, and I, 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 that might have changed.
6: Right. I mean, it, it's uh, the rules are uh, looking the wrong way, but you know the fact that they have these roadblocks up in Delaware and whatever will force it where we are. And we're going to Bristol next week, and then Atlanta and Martinsville, and and then. I don't know how they're going to tri- uh, have the logistics of getting the people to Homestead, but, uh, you know, Florida, Southeast is pretty safe on, you know, the coronavirus deal, unlike the Northeast, yeah, North California.
2: That's right, and I think that's why you're going to see uh, college football come back down here first. So, uh, well, Nelson, look, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for turning me on and reminding me about the Kyle Bush bounty because uh and I didn't know Chase was going to be in that race, so uh the truck race we are talking about, so that's that's fantastic that that could be some really good watching
6: yeah well the uh, well, that all came took place after uh you know troops, uh well i guess certainly to thursday uh, between Wednesday and Thursday, that's when they announced that he was going to have a truck
2: okay, well, that's great and I,
6: I, I think Mark Deem is supplying the truck.
2: Okay, great, great stuff, Nelson. Look, take care of yourself, buddy, and um, I hope the weather cooperates so we can have some good racing this weekend, and uh, talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right, that's Nelson Crozier. That, uh, some excitement there, maybe, on the truck race. It's usually a pretty good one anyway at Charlotte, but uh, that sounds good.
4: Well, since Ronnie's not here, who who is Ronnie? I mean, who is
2: Nelson? The smartest man the, we know. He is the smartest No doubt. He is. He, <laughs> very good there. Uh, <laughs> and you're smarter than me to come up with that. So, uh, all right, we're uh, we're we're coming up on our, our break here for um, the cross flags for halfway through the show. And when we come back, we're going to have one of my all-time favorite drivers. I can't wait to get him on the phone. And uh, that's uh, the big man from Timminsville, South Carolina, Kale Yarborough.
0: Fox Sports 1400's website is Spartanburg Sports WSPG Spartanburg. trending now. This report presented by GEICO. GEICO has introduced the GEICO Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com giveback for info and eligibility. Notable development today in the gradual return of live sports. The Prime Minister of Spain announced that La Liga, Spain's top professional soccer league, has been given the green light to return to action as early as june 8th la liga includes iconic teams fc barcelona and real madrid basketball hall of famer patrick ewing announced friday that he tested positive for the coronavirus ewing who's presently the head coach at georgetown is under care and isolated at a washington dc area hospital i'm isaac lowenkron
10: Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster and the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your your assets for the next generation the sooner you begin the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282 that's 864-585-8282 or visit trentlancaster.com Janie Montgomery Scott LLC member FINRA NYSE and SIPC
0: From the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine."
1: 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration, Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona.
0: Here is your racing team for today, show producer Ronnie Black, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood.
2: And welcome back for the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it's my pleasure to bring on one of my favorite all-time race drivers, and probably for the whole country, Mr. Cale Yarborough. Good morning, Cale. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing this morning? We're doing great. How are you doing? And I hear your dog's awake. Yeah.
7: Yeah, yeah he's after a, a goose out here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you
2: know,
3: I know you get tired of answering this and everything, but somebody lost the checks for you and, and the Allisons I mean that, that that made everything captive audience and everything and, and everybody worries you to death about it but I went back and looked at it and obviously I, I got aside with my driver <laughs> but after looking at it uh, I think we had more to do with than anybody <laughs> so <laughs> I think you are probably
7: right <laughs>
2: Kale, I got to ask you now. Uh, for as, as somebody that's crawled under the fence to get in and uh, gone over the rail to get out, you, uh, uh, you you must have some thoughts on what you saw this week at Darlington, where uh, it was a Darlington we've never seen before.
7: Well, yeah, excuse me. Well, yeah, you know, I'm just happy that uh, NASCAR uh, stood up and got things rolling again for the major league sports in the country and uh, I I think it's one of the best things NASCAR ever did because I tell you this thing was getting serious because you know when sponsors sign on they sponsor for so many they they, they want so many races and when the television people sign on they sign on for so many races so this could have been a major major financial blow to NASCAR if they hadn't got it going
3: it really is and uh, like I say yeah. I just want to know where y'all's checks went on that last lap. I I, I repeat myself a lot, uh,
2: Cal. You um, obviously have a vast amount of experience there at Darlington and uh, starting there and winning so many times. What five Southern five hundreds? Um, but when that happened with, uh, and I'm sure you saw it with Kyle Busch and and uh, Chase Elliott. I mean, uh, would would You've been angry about that? I mean, I know you would have been angry, but, I mean, did you think that was intentional or, or he just didn't get slip into that hole where he needed to be? Listen,
7: I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't get to see that, so
5: I, <laughs> I don't
2: know. Okay, well, uh, I think it was probably an accident. I mean, I just can't see him taking out the most popular driver uh, in, in front of the whole country. Um, right. right. Cale, you, uh, you, you you have... So many duties, I know, as uh, the businesses you have and everything, and as the uh, and as a member of every Hall of Fame there is, especially the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Um, uh, how busy does that keep you? I mean, you said you had something to do this morning. Are you just jumping all the time? Uh, all, all the time. Uh, and,
7: and, of course, that's, that's just my nature. I can't sit still. Even though i got a bad leg, I'm hobbling around, but I have to keep going. Yeah, and, no doubt. Uh, it, it it keeps me pretty busy. I can't do everything they want me to do now because
3: of my my bad leg, but uh, I do what I can. Now yeah, you do you do great. What's what's most impressive is any car that uh, you got in, whether it be your own or whatever, it, it always runs. I mean, you know, yeah. you can't argue with the record book, and
7: <laughs> I just well, I, I I was very fortunate to have a lot of good cars too, so. Uh, those
2: good cars make it easy for a driver kill I know you're kind of in a hurry this morning, but let me let me if you could just share with us uh since the last time we talked to you last year and we really appreciate you coming on every year this is one of the highlights of the show of the year as far as I'm concerned um but since the last show last time we had you on we we lost junior Johnson could you uh could you entertain us with maybe a quick junior Johnson story that you're fond of well it it, it would
7: take it would take hours to tell you all the Junior Johnson
2: stories. <laughs> well, I, I, I just want one good one. We got till we got till noon here. I don't know when you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, got some, I got
7: people waiting on me, so I got okay. to hurry up. I think the, big, the biggest story I had with Junior Johnson is uh, is when when um, I ran out of gas. I was driving through the Wood Brothers, and I ran out of gas going down, down the back stretch. And that was before we had radios, so they didn't know what was going on. Now, which
2: track down, was this at?
7: That was in Daytona. Okay. Daytona, and I came down the down the uh, pit road, and they didn't know I was coming, so they didn't put the sign out. So I missed I missed my pits, and I was, I was completely out of gas. And uh, I happened to look down the pit road there, and I saw Junior Johnson standing across the wall with a can of gas in his hand. And I just pulled up and stopped. He put the gas in my car, and uh, I took I took off again. Junior, I I ended up winning the race. Leroy was driving for Junior, and he finished second. So, so Junior saved the day for me that day.
2: Yeah, and you wouldn't. Well, I I think that kind of sportsmanship would even be Ill, even be illegal these days. But uh, yeah, you, you you wouldn't find that kind of that kind of sportsmanship today. I don't think if it was nope. possible.
7: No, no, I, I, I know that the officials jumped all over Junior and said he couldn't do that. And, and Junior asked him why. He said,
2: well, that wasn't your car. He said, you mean that wasn't my car? <laughs> <laughs> he, he knew it wasn't his car, but he was he wanted to help. Well, Kel, I'm I, I'm going to be a good guy here and let you go since you've got some things to do. But uh, uh, you got to promise next year when we call you. You'll save more time for us or, or, or we'll call you at a better time whenever you say. I'll do that, bud. All right. Hey, y'all stay safe. You stay safe, too, and uh, watch some racing. It's going to be some good stuff from Charlotte over the next four days. I
7: know it is. I'm going
2: to do it. All right. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.
7: Thank
2: Thank you, Cale. Thank you, buddy. All right. I had to let him go. I mean, you know, we got uh, about eight minutes out of him there, and we've, we've held him over a couple of years when he... We couldn't stop him from talking, so uh we'll cut him a break this year. Yep. He's always been that fast.
4: <laughs> you know. And that was a good story. Yeah. Uh, that's the way Junior Johnson you know, he raced. I mean, if if you need a motor, you go Junior Junior will give you a motor. I mean that's Junior wanted to outrun you on the racetrack. He didn't want something to break down or nothing like that. And if you beat Junior Johnson, he or you know,
2: he just say hey, that's just the way it is. If um now, now how much did Mike miss working with Kale Yarborough? Just a couple of years right there. Is that I right? Cale
4: was before Mike. Mike. Cale was a little bit before Mike. Yeah. I think Kale was what? In uh seventy nine, eighty. Well let's see, I'll tell you right now what but, ch- uh, I, but I don't think he I don't was, think that he was, that was the blue uh bush car with lemon. had gold gold lemon on the
2: side of it and stuff. Okay. Um he was a champion for driving for junior in seventy six, seventy seven and seventy eight, so uh uh i don't think he ran for junior and didn't win the championship i could be wrong about that yeah. well well i mean i know he he started in like 73 74 75 there was his first years there he didn't win the championship but i think once he started winning them uh i don't know if he raced like uh, another year after that for a junior without winning a championship but kale's a great interview and uh We've had him on here before where he talked about getting recruited by Clemson and his daughter's going to Carolina and uh, going over to rail and punching Bobby Allison. So we've we cut him a little slack today. Cut him a little slack, let him get back to his business. I mean, he didn't see the race. <laughs> he didn't watch well, the race
4: the I, other night. Don't get night, wrong. So if I, like everybody asked me, he said, am I going to Cherokee this week? And I said, I don't think so. I said, uh, we're going to be working a little bit. And uh somebody asked me, I said, you gonna go watch? I said, I don't go watch unless I got a car in the show. I mean, and about like him, he probably ain't gonna watch it unless he got a car in the show. Well, you,
2: watch, you watch him on television sometimes here lately, don't you, with these uh, I watch these it. apps or whatever it is you can get, these, yep. uh, these things. Uh, so, um, we got a couple extra minutes here that would have been dedicated to Kale. So, uh, if you want to do some of your stuff here, okay. and when we come back, um, you've got a guest for us, and uh, we can we can get him at 11.20 if you don't mind. Okay, uh, and we can work him in there. But And, uh, um, and who is who Dennis, is
4: Dennis Williams. Okay. A local racetrack driver, been here and been racing for, I know, 50 years at, at Cherokee Speedway and stuff, back whenever. Matter of fact, he used to race, I think, at Confederate Motor Speedway. Remember Confederate? It in Woodruff, wasn't it? Woodruff. You're exactly
2: right. Never went there. Let me say one thing before you go, since this is sort of spare time here. I want to thank Lanny McKinney for everything he does to help us on the show here, maintaining the Budmore website and the uh, uh, our Facebook page and, and backing us up when I forget to push the buttons to start recording, and which I did not today. I mean, I, I got it hit it right on the button. So uh, thank you, Lanny. Thanks for everything you do and uh, appreciate all your help. Go ahead, Alan. You I, got uh, I, I, you got about six minutes. Six minutes. I'm going to give y'all a quick version of everything that happened
4: on last week. We last week at Cherokee Speedway, we had seven divisions racing. Run what's your brung winner? Mont Gillage, bias race car. Matter of fact, Dennis Williams, our next guest, he was second in that race. Third was Brandon Dockery, stock four division. Lady driver, Braden Pruitt was first. Second place, Travis Mosley. Third place Harley Holden. We haven't had her on the show lately. No, the, we'll we'll work her back in. All right. Six oh four late model. First place John Reggio. Second place Dylan Brown. Third place Travis Steele. Crate sportsman. First place Damian Crump. Second place Caleb McLaughlin. Third place Dalton Peavy. Thunder Bombers. First place Steve Green. Second place Daniel Massey. Third place Preston Dimsdale. Young Guns AJ Barker. Second first place. Second place, Curtis Bishop. Third place, Landon Davis. In the Extreme Four Division, first place, Travis Lankford. Second place, Lane Spanford. Third place, Jonathan Shrett. Harris Speedway, their first race of the year was last weekend up at Harris Speedway. Glad to see them getting back together here, getting on the the program. And uh, they had a good program of... uh, I had the 602 late models up there, and a local race car driver down here in Spartanburg, David Smith, uh, High Bridge Automotive, Parts. He won the 602 late models up there at Harris Speedway last week. Renegade was David Wells. Great sportsman, David Wells. Don't know if they any can or not, but uh, <laughs> pretty good there. Thunder Bomber, Chris Jackson. Pure Stock, Matt Spencer. Front Wheel Drive, Josh Whitfield. V6 front-wheel drive, Kevin Brooks, Thunder Bomber Future, Randy Cantrell. He survived the protest. He had his cam taken out and took over to Clements, and they uh, rotated on what they call a cam doctor to make sure nobody advances the lobes on his camshaft. Cam doctor. Cam doctor. All right. Uh, Young Guns went to Bryson Linsley. Okay, at Travers Rest Speedway, we had seven divisions racing. Front-wheel drive went to Randy Hill. Second place went to Chris Williams. Third place went to J.B. Mosler. Thunder Bomber. First place went to Tyler Gass. Second place went to Will Williams. Third place went to Luke Doggett. Sika, Crate Sportsman. First place went to Jamie Madison. Second place, Destin Taylor. Third place, Donnie Atkins. Open V8. Open V8 pretty getting to be a pretty good class going on. First place went to Brian Carswell. Second place went to Josh Hoots. Third place went to Michael Barbary, six oh two crate mod. First place Dale Timms, second place Blake Kraft, third place Ty Love. Pure stop. Danny Sexton first place, second place Michael Hedden, third place Kevin Nations. Thunder Bomber division first place Madison Hoots, second place Danny Edmonds, third place Scott Hendricks. Okay. As far as this weekend goes, we are starting to let fans back into racetrack here at Cherokee Speedway. That's good. Yes, it is. And today, they're going to have a race up there. They're going to have three divisions. They got the big block modifieds from the northeast coming down. They also got the 602 modifieds, sportsman modifieds from the northeast coming down.
2: Now, are they still closed for the pandemic up there, uh, and that, I, is that I, one of the reasons we're
4: getting them? I think that's one of the reasons we're getting them. And the big block modifieds over there, they're going to pay them both $4,000 to win today. And the 602 sports modifieds, they're going to pay them 1500 And then they've got to run what you brung out, Law Division. And they're going to pay them 1000 Gates are going to open at 4.30 today. Uh, drivers meeting and everything. going to be about 7 o'clock. And they're going to get to racing over there. they also going to have a Sunday race over there. They might be making up for just kind of like we're doing at Charlotte and mm-hmm. Yep, They're going to have two days of racing at Cherokee Speedway. They also, they going to have eight divisions on Sunday afternoon. MSA Modified, Stock 4, $1,200 to win. 602 Late Models, $1,000 to win. Super Sportsman, $800 to win. Street Stocks, $800 to win. 602 Open Wheel Modified, $700 to win. Thunder Bomber, $500 to win. Extreme 4, $400 to win. Pure Stock, $500 to win. Gates are going to open tomorrow at 4 30. And driver's meeting is going to be at 7 o'clock. Also, we're going to have another race. This is at Carolina Speedway. That's up in North Carolina. It's Gastonia, right? Gastonia, North Carolina. They're going to have six divisions of racing up there. They're going to have the open wheel modifieds. See, you hear that open-wheel modified's here lately. They got them boys coming down this way. They're going to let them spend the night somewhere down here. Some of, them, some of, them, some of them's going to spend the night somewhere. A lot of times we spend the night in our truck. That's what I was thinking. Uh, just pile up in the trailer and go to sleep.
2: would be the first time.
4: Yep. Thunder Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Pro 4, Hornets, Pure Stop and uh gates up there gonna open up at three o'clock on monday afternoon drivers meeting at six o'clock hot laps are at six thirty. uh also we're gonna have some uh i call this two-wheel racing they call this thunder on the mountain that's gonna be at Travers rest speedway that's gonna be all motorcycle racing they got the flat track series coming in over there everybody knows that uh owner of that racetrack over there he likes these two-wheel motorcycles and stuff and uh He's gonna. He's built in some humps and stuff up there. So they also gonna have some uh, high jumping motorcycles. Plus, they're gonna have the flat track motorcycles going around that racetrack. This is also a Saturday and Sunday event. So this afternoon, them both are actually qualifying and stuff over there. Never have been to one, and uh, just watched a little bit of these flat tracks motorcycles on TV, and they get pretty exciting. But that's pretty much. Uh, well, I'll say that, but uh, we also had uh, got a little phone call just a second ago from a good friend of mine. They had the World of Outlaws. That's up at, uh, they had their race at Jackson Motor Complex. That's in Jackson, Minnesota. First place. World, that's World of Outlaws. That's our super late models. First place went to Ricky Weiss. Second place went to Brandon Shepard. Third place went to Shannon Babb. Fourth place went to Chase Jungin. Fifth place went to Chris Madden, one of our local race car drivers ran here. And eighth place went to Daryl Lannigan, who drives the Barry Wright house car. Uh, like I said, we've got uh, today, tomorrow, and Monday... Uh, as far as racing goes, uh, you can get out of the house and start going there. The concession stands I hear will be open.
2: That's good. And I gave you an extra two minutes. Okay. Thank hey. you very much. Well, you're welcome. Um, wasn't about to interrupt you because we're kind of we're loose here for the rest of the way. Let me ask you this, though. Did the uh, weather cooperate with everything this past weekend at the local tracks? Uh, well, it's... Uh, no we- rain outs or not many delays or anything? Uh, not yet. Not that I know of. Uh well I hope that holds out because
4: I'm, a... I'm getting messages in right now and it's uh breaking news. Breaking news. It's coming in from somebody's phone number. Uh Rest Speedway sending me a picture live from Travis Rest Speedway and uh I don't know who this is, but uh it looks
3: pretty good. I'll have to play this during break. Okay, well <laughs> you know, uh we know we got one listener. No no doubt about it. And I, I, I gotta I gotta thank. A guy that really is a good talker, and uh, he's he's done a lot. I got to mention Ernie Smith. He calls me, and uh, you know he, he he's used to straight line stuff. But uh, we'll get him on the show. Well, if I could remember his phone number, we'd probably call him now.
2: Well, no, we don't need him right now. We need him maybe another week. No. We 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 are got another guest coming on. We're going to talk to Dennis Williams when we come back from this next break. And you're listening to Start Your Engines on
0: Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM.
9: This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like. Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. Improved proved you can save... The delicious food you crave?
10: Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
12: Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail. Shipments, And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. When
8: John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you, Mr. White, always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always. Good since
2: 1946. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a gravel truck. I'm busy laying the foundation
9: for your city's newest suburb. You're stuck behind me, and I'm about to make it rain. <laughs> Rocks. Now you're swerving, but there's no avoiding this downpour. Better watch out for that guardrail. So get
8: all state, where agents help protect you from mayhem. Like me. You're in good hands with Allstate agent Jack Napery in Boiling Springs. Give him a call today, 253 9155.
0: Open Mike Daily is now in its second decade talking sports
8: in Spartanburg.
0: Hi, is anyone there? How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one, <coughs> a keen grasp of reality. <coughs> we cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. <coughs> Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 983 3FF.
2: Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And we have a special guest that Alan has arranged for us, Mr. Dennis Williams. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning to you.
4: Dennis, this is Alan here on Radio Station. Glad to have you here. Are you getting ready to go this
13: afternoon over at Cherokee Speedway? Yeah, I've been working on my car, getting everything kind of checked out and getting my tires ready. And just
4: about got it done except for airing my tires and letting it down and loading it up.
13: Well, we, up, maybe.
4: we appreciate you taking the time to give us this little interview here this morning, and we got about 10 minutes before we can let you get back to work on that car. Tell us, uh, tell us, Dennis, how, how long have you been racing?
13: Well, this is uh, I think it's my 51st year of actually <coughs> driving dirt yes. car. I hadn't missed a year since I started. I've never have quit. I, I had some years where I had health problems. I only got to race you know, one or two times in years, year, but uh, I have raced 50, 50 or
4: 51 years, con- you know, consecutive. Dennis Dennis is one of our Hall of Famers over at Cherokee Speedway. Uh, everybody knows when you get in the Hall of Fame over at Cherokee Speedway, you have dedicated a lot into racing over the years. Uh, what year was
13: you introduced into the Hall of Fame? I believe it was 2013 when they uh, elected me to be in the Hall of Fame.
2: Dennis, they told me, uh, Alan did during the, right after I got you on the phone when we were listening to the commercials that, uh, see, I'm a, I'm an old man and I'm a historian and uh, and I just love the Spartanburg Fairgrounds. I mean, I swear I cut my teeth, you know, watching racing. I never took a lap around it, but uh, I understand yeah. you ran at the fairgrounds.
13: Oh, I ran every race they had there probably in the 70s and 80s there. I used to race the fairground race every year and then they had Special races, and then they had uh, the most recent activity they had was the vintage races over there, and I was involved with the with with those too. I I, I didn't. I I went away and made a few laps with my late model car, uh, but we didn't have a late model race. We had a vintage race.
2: Yeah, I remember. uh, I was at a couple of those, so I probably saw you. They say your cars are orange and white.
13: Yeah, I got those colors back in nineteen seventy two. I had a local 76 station that offered to sponsor me. So I, you know, went with 76 and the orange and white. And I stuck with it ever since. And uh, They don't sponsor me anymore, but, you know, everybody got to know me with those colors and numbers, so I stuck with it.
2: So it didn't have anything to do with Clemson?
13: (laughs) Well, (laughs) it did later on. Okay, all right. At the time, it was 76 and See, then I, I moved up from having a, a local sponsor, seventy six. I had the Oldham Oil, which was a seventy six distributor for well, Spartanburg County. I remember they them. sponsored me. They sponsored me for till they sold out. So that's the reason I stuck with orange and white. But I'm also been a big Clemson fan, you know, too. And I got My- a granddaughter fixing to start to go to Clemson.
2: Well, that's okay. Well, I got we got a lot of Clemson listeners, and I got a lot of Clemson friends. And although I'm a Gamecock, I have to uh, um, be friends with everybody, Alan.
0: Yeah.
13: Well, Dennis. well I try to be.
2: <laughs> Dennis, I I see you also. You build some
4: uh, you build some dirt cars for people around here in Spartanburg. Yeah, I used to. I used to build a
13: lot of uh, different types of cars. I built from late models down to to. Uh, uh, bombers or thunder bombers,
2: or what they call now, four cylinders. You know, back when I in the eighties, I built a good many. Yeah, eighties and early nineties, and nowadays I'm just pretty well. I'm
4: retired. I'm just work on my own stuff. We're talking to Dennis Williams. Go ahead, Alan. Uh, Dennis, I used to race against one of them cars. Uh, Greg Dimsdale had it. Uh, owner, th- owner was Joe Wheeler, and that car would flat get around up there at Harris Speedway.
13: Yeah, I built that car probably about 1995, and he run it for about 20 years. Yes, or more did. than 20 years. He ran it up a couple of years ago, and uh, that car did
4: real well. Yes, it did, and your car does well. Also, you used to race at Riverside B-Way before they closed it down. How many times, uh, you know, back in the day, we didn't keep up with track championships and stuff, but uh, Riverside was a favorite place for yours, wasn't it?
13: Yeah, I, I, if I recall correctly, I think I was a track champion three times up there in a the late model and won a good many races in up there. And and in T&L, when they run t and I, I won a lot of races in that class too when uh, they done away with the late model. Yep,
4: yeah, and I told Perry you you used to race down at Woodruff. He said Confederate Speedway.
13: I said, yes, sir, Confederate
4: Speedway. Yeah, I
13: was track champion down there about three times and Won lots of races down there. Probably won more races there than any track I've ever won at.
2: Well, you must have a hardware store there somewhere with all those trophies.
13: Well, yeah, I got a good many in the house. I've been wanting to build me a, a place to put them. You know, I, my wife complains about them in the house. And I got some in the house, some in the shop. Uh, I've got a little building I built, but I had not got it.
2: Organized enough to put them in it yet? All those exactly. pesky
13: trophies. Well, I, I, I'm proud of every one of them. I though.
2: know you are. I, I, that's uh,
4: he, uh, quite an accomplishment. He got last year's track champion in limited sportsman, and I know that trophy's sitting somewhere up on that shelf, pretty high. Well, it's pretty good sized trophy. I
13: could let it sit on the floor. I got big enough place to put it. It's about <laughs> six foot tall. Yep. I've uh, been fortunate enough to win about, if I'm remembering correctly, 16 track championships over the years. Wow. And it's, every one of them has been tough. I mean, none of
2: them wasn't real easy. I I don't mean to bring up anything bad, but did you ever have it, did did you ever do any sheet time? I mean, have you suffered any significant injuries or anything? Or have it just been kind of like David Pearson? You uh, never rode an ambulance.
13: No, I've had uh, broken fingers, broken hand, uh, stuff like that. But I was out for a few weeks. Broke my fingers in nineteen seventy nine, I guess it was. Got my fingers broke at Gaffney, at uh, at place called Sugar Creek, and and uh, I was out. You know, I tried to drive with a cast on, but it hurts about a good it, So I had to take a few weeks off.
2: What's your favorite track? I mean, of either. Still active or or gone by the wayside? What what track did you like the best, or may you can pick a couple?
13: Well, I still love Cherokee, but even though Cherokee is probably the toughest track to do real good consistently, this it's competition level over there is probably tougher than most tracks. And but I've I, I really loved the, the uh, Woodruff Confederate Speedway and Riverside and I eighty five we didn't mention that i-85 I, I did real well over there too it was a it was a big track and it was a, a dry type track it would turn black and and i love a black dry track you know i my driving style plus i've learned how to set the cars up for that type of racing and on, on the slicker, muddier track uh, my own car is not that good
4: Well, Dennis, uh, one of the highlights I seen was about a year ago over at Cherokee Speedway. I told Danny, uh, I said, Dennis is going to be tough tonight. And you was actually that tough tonight that you won that race over there. And I looked up, and everybody on pit road was lined up just like they did for Dale Earnhardt whenever he won the Daytona 500. And I knew right there that was a special race to you. It was. That was probably one of
13: the most memorable races I ever had. Uh, It just... uh it oh, left me speechless after the race. When they was interviewing me in victory lane, I just couldn't hardly talk because so many people come and congratulate me. It was lined up, like you said, like Earnhardt. From the time I come off the track to got to to victory circle, it, they were lined up congratulating me. Then when I was in victory circle, numerous people come by and, and congratulated Actually, if you looked up in the stands, everybody
4: up in the stands was standing up cheering too. Well, that must have been well, great. I,
13: it was something special yeah it really meant a lot
2: Dennis uh I mean is racing what you do solely or do you have a another vocation like this electrician I'm sitting here with
13: uh, no uh, I worked uh, uh, at Hearst Fibers for Daniel Construction for about 20 years and I raced just about the whole time I was there and a lot of the racers worked over there at that plant uh, for years and and uh then I went in business for myself in 1985, and I did automotive work and uh, racing work and, and uh, raced, and uh, later on, I became a auctioneer. I was involved in auctions. And I, I, can you do that fast talking? I can do it fairly good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm not going to au- ask
2: you to do it. I'm tempted to, but uh, that's uh, I love auctioneers.
13: Well, I did. Uh, I did the local racing auctions for years there, and and, and then uh, in two thousand eight, well, I had some health problems in two thousand three, had to have heart
2: surgery. No, oh, I've had a I'd couple of heart attacks. Half,
13: I'd raced about half a year, and you know, had to have bypass. And then, uh, uh, me too. <laughs> and got over that pretty good. Then in two thousand eight, I'd come and raced about two or three months. And, they finally—I'd been having some problems, and they determined I had cancer, and so I had to be out from you know the rest of the season. Started back later on the next year. I had to have serious operations, treatments, and all. And, but I've recovered, and thank God that uh, I've got good enough that uh, I could go back and race some. Well, so to be after ar- that, I just kind of retired from everything else but my racing.
2: Yeah, well, you um, to be around as long as you're—you've been around and 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 come out a. Of- Track champion as late as, as recently as last year. I mean, it sounds like you still got it going on. Well, I'm 72 years old now, and
13: well, I run second last week.
2: Run pretty good. Uh, Greg, we got to, we got to perk up a little bit. <laughs> we know we're near 72, and I, this guy here is winning championships.
3: I know it is. It, it's amazing. Uh, started keeping records of the weather and all these different things. And, uh, the, they're real racers. I mean, once you got it in your blood, it, it you can't get rid of it. You absolutely can't. Well, Dennis? No, go ahead, Dennis.
13: No, it's it's just like uh, you don't do it for the money. If you didn't love it, you wouldn't do it because there's no money in racing. It's local type racing. You can't make enough to pay what it takes to go race. If you you know if you didn't have a few minor sponsors and. Uh, uh, you know, able to spend it,
7: your own personal money on it, you couldn't raise. All
4: right, Dennis, we're fixing to have to let you go here and let you get ready for Cherokee Speedway tonight. I hear they're going to let fans back in up there, so everybody knows when you walk up Pitt Road, you're always looking up there to see them fans up in there, so it's going to be a special treat for everybody, back for the drivers especially, to see their
2: fans back up in them stands. Yeah, I'll
13: be... Uh we're looking forward to going tonight, and hope we have a decent
2: night. Well, right. I hope you do, too. And get that orange and white car in Victory Lane.
13: Well, I appreciate y'all uh, calling me and interviewing me, and I uh, appreciate being on the radio.
2: Well, we'll do it again. And, All right. Uh, thank you. Appreciate Alan getting you for us. So, uh, thank you, Dennis. We'll talk to you later. All right. Goodbye. All right. That's Dennis. That's a good one. Good. I mean... 72 years old.
4: 72 years old, finished second last week and run what you brunt class. Run
2: what your class is tough. I'm 68 and I don't even like getting on 85. <laughs> so, uh, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. But well, we're going to take our last break here and come back and just sort of coast into the end of the show and um, do some uh, wrap-ups here with uh, some of the action that we've had and what's coming up. You're listening to Start Your Engines. On 1400 AM and 98.3 FM.
10: It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
8: When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex pre because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but I got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex pre New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPre-Own.com. MPEX quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the
9: upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct to garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave. Across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848.
8: Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million dollars spaghetti Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all. And my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up. Place an order online or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only
11: one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg water has 20- Twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10 pound bag for $1.25 or a 16 pound bag or 20 pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the Twice the ice location near you, visit Spartanburgwater.orgslash ice. <laughs> so, What if you're walking out to your car after work today and it's been mashed by a runaway garbage truck? Yep, State
8: Farm has an agent for that. Having your own State Farm agent means having a real person there to help you when things go wrong. So when accidents happen, you've got someone you know who will be there when you need them.
11: Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg is that State Farm agent. Cliff's got your back when things go wrong. Call Cliff Gobert on East Main Street today, 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? <laughs> Visit our website at com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com.
2: And welcome back to our final segment on uh start your engines good show good show so far we fixing to wind this program down for today i hope uh, you let's say just, so far we only got 20 minutes to do so i hope we can hang on actually uh, about 15 and a half so uh let's touch on uh all the series here real quick to let you know what we got um i just thought i'd run over the winners we've had so far in cup this year i think as a group we picked one of them and i don't even know what I don't know which one it was, and I don't know who picked it. I think I did with Joey Logano. Okay, well then that would have been Vegas. But the winners so far this year have been uh, Daytona. Daytona was Hamlin. Vegas was Logano. Fontana was Alex Bowman. I actually forgot he finally he he won one. Phoenix was Logano. So you might have picked him there. Yeah. Um, and then we had Harvick and Hamlin this week at Darlington. And Sunday it's six o'clock on Fox. As Scott Cooper told us, is the World 600. And um, good to have that one back. Let's quickly recap the um, the last Sunday race, which was the Real Heroes 400. Thought that was a good name for it, with the heroes being the first responders. Harvick was first. Bowman was second. Kurt Busch was third. Chase Elliott was fourth. Denny Hamlin was fifth. Martin Truex was sixth. Tyler Reddick in the number eight had a good run. He was seventh. Eric Jones was eighth. John Hunter Nemechek also had a good run, and at number 38 was ninth, and Matt Kenseth was tenth. There's no use to go over the point standings there because it didn't last long before they ran the next race, which was on Wednesday night, which was stopped by rain and caution and and some ill feelings. But Denny Hamlin came out the winner on some poor tires. This was the the Toyota 500K. Uh, Kyle Busch was second. Kevin Harvick was third, Brad Keselowski was fourth, Eric Jones was fifth, Joey Logano was sixth, Eric Amarola was seventh, Jimmy Johnson didn't hit anything and he was eighth, Matt D. Benedetto was ninth, and Martin Truex was tenth. So we will look at the point standings after that race, and this is the point standings going into Charlotte tomorrow night, Uh, this is the playoff standings by the way. Which is different from the point standings. The point standings, Harvick is leading, but the playoffs is what you're really concerned with at this point. And uh, Joey Logano is first with two wins, tied with, um, well, I mean, tied in wins with Hamlin with two each, but he's got a 23 point lead uh, with the uh, stage points and everything else over Hamlin. Third with one win is Harvick. Fourth is Bowman with one win. Then, strictly on points, is Chase Elliott is fifth. Keslowski is sixth, Eric Amarola seventh, Martin Truex eighth, Matt D Benedetto is tied with Clint Boyer for ninth. So, um, that's it for the cup. Looking over at Xfinity, we haven't talked about our man, uh, locally here, Jeremy Clements. He, um, started about, where did he start, about 25th in that, well, I can tell you, he started about 25th in that race and got up as high as eighth. Yep. Late in the race and, uh, sort of faded there towards the end, but, uh, he didn't hit anything, and and uh, it was a good race for him. Well, especially at Darlington, if you don't get up there in that wall, you, you can say that is a good race. It was, and um, he finished on the lead lap, and uh, of course, we talked about uh, I think Scott Cooper mentioned it, but I will say it again here. Chase Briscoe and his wife found out Tuesday that they had lost their daughter 12 weeks into the pregnancy, and uh, he said it was the lowest point in his life, and he never considered not racing, and he went out there in that number ninety-eight Ford and just did a, I mean, just an unbelievable job. And I think he handled everything Kyle Busch could dish out. I mean, they was squeezing him between the car and the wall, coming off a of two, and uh, some good racing. Good racing. I think if anything happened, it's going to wreck both of them. Well, you know, they came off the with a to get the white flag, and uh, Kyle Busch got under him, and then. Uh, Briscoe wasn't going to have any of it and got back past him on the outside and got squeezed up into the wall and, and came on across to win it. And it was uh, very emotional. He got out, got down on one knee, said a little prayer. They, uh, of course, they interviewed him uh, from a socially distant, about six feet away on that long boom microphone. And he was very emotional. So it was good to see him. And I think he made probably a whole bunch of fans. Certain racetracks give us that race. They do. And uh, so that race came out with uh, Chase Briscoe was the winner. Kyle Busch was second. Justin Allgaier, third. Austin Sindrick was fourth. Noah Cragson was fifth. Daniel Hemrick was sixth. Ryan Sieg was seventh. Ross Chastain was eighth. Harrison Burton, ninth. And Justin Haley was tenth. Jeremy Clements came in twelfth and jumped from 25th in the standings up to 21st. Those point standings, by the way, going into, I guess that'll be a Monday night race, Monday or Tuesday, I'll tell you in just a second, um, for the Xfinity cars. Chase Briscoe's leading into points, Harrison Burton second, Austin Cindric third, Noah Cragson fourth, and Ross Chastain is fifth. Jeremy Clements is 21st, and um, he's 153 points out of the lead. However, he's two points out of 20th, and, uh, I mean, it's just a couple of points here and there all the way up the line. So, if he starts having some good finishes, he can start um, moving up. Need okay. to get him in that top 16. Top 16. Um, they will run uh, the 25th, which is Monday, uh, on um, at Charlotte and the Allsco 300. That will be at 3 p.m. Uh, I'm sorry, at uh, 7.30 p.m. on Fox uh, on, on FS1. I'll get it out in a minute. The trucks haven't run yet. And boy, did Nelson give us a new twist on this one coming up with uh, the. Uh, now, Mike Beam, I don't know how regularly he runs a truck, but uh, I don't know if he's got some others out there, but I'm sure it'll be a good car, a good truck. And uh, he's given it to uh, Chase Elliott, and they've got the bounty out on anybody that can beat Rowdy Burns. Uh, well, that was the name in uh, Days of Thunder. Actually, it's Rowdy uh, Bush. Kyle Busch, and um, you know, I, I don't remember all the rules, but you can't wreck him. I don't think that really uh, concerns Chase Elliott. Nah, I mean, this is just a throwaway. Yeah, this is just a deal
4: of, uh, I don't think he'll wreck him intentionally or nothing like that, but I think he'll race him real extra hard.
2: Well, if he does wreck him intentionally, it'll be like uh, a pitcher hitting a batter and saying it just got away from him. Well, <laughs> he won't admit it, probably, no matter. He'll, it'll, it'll look good one way or the other, but it's worth watching. Uh, looking at the trucks, they've only run two races. And Austin Hill is leading the points. Johnny Sauter is second. Ben Rhodes is third. Brett Moffat is fourth. Sheldon Creed fifth. Zane Smith is sixth. Grant Enfinger seventh. Christian Eckes is eighth. Todd Gilliland ninth. And Cody Rohrbraugh is tenth. So that's the trucks, and they will run on Tuesday night. Then Wednesday night, it will be back to the cups. Uh, These other series haven't gotten going yet. ARCA will not race again until June the 20th. They've had two races, one by Michael Self at Daytona and Chandler Smith at Phoenix. They will run June 20th at Talladega in the General Tire 200. So they're a few weeks away from getting going again. The uh, Indy cars do have a race scheduled on June the 6th. Uh, I'm sorry, June the 7th. Nope, right the first time. June the 6th. The Genesis 600. And like I said, I don't know if that's a 600K. It says 600. And uh, I mean, I just can't see the Indy guys doing 600 miles at, at uh, Texas. And um, so if they haven't had their first race yet, that'll be worth watching. I don't know how their qualifying procedure or any of that is going to work out. But we will find out before the next race. Um, Mike Hill and the WeatherTech uh, Sports Car Championship. Of course, they've already run Daytona back in January. They will run um, next week, the 30th. That should be, uh, what day of the week is the 30th? I should know that since I was just looking at it. Uh, the 30th is on a Saturday with um, at Belle Isle in Detroit for the, um, once again, the WeatherTech, uh, and then there'll, there'll be a whole other, uh, almost a whole month, June 28th, until they run to the six hours of Watkins Glen. Maybe we can get Mike on to talk about that a little bit. Formula One, they're still going through some, uh, some wacky times right now with, um, you know, they race in different countries, and uh, they're planning on trying to start June the f- um, July the 5th for the Austrian Grand Prix, whether they'll be able to pull that off or not remains to be seen got a lot of racing locally alan got a lot of lo- racing locally got
4: cherokee speedway opening up for two days now and then we're going to go to uh, harris speedway opening up they going to open up today then they're going to have another race on monday so if you want to see some racing all you got to do is go to one of our local racetracks and uh traverse rest if you in the motorcycles they going to have some i uh, showed you that picture just a second ago they've Tractors and trailers were lined up over there at Traverse Red Speedway like you wouldn't believe.
2: I mean, some big equipment,
4: too. Yes. And, uh, and and uh flat tracks and humps. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. And uh them boys are over there for two days. And, you know, they can't get them tractors and trailers in now. Uh, please hold off on the rain.
2: Oh, yeah. And uh I tell you what. I got to tell you, yesterday I, I was sitting there at my job in my office uh kicking people out of the bank. And... Looked at the radar, just thought I, and it was a pretty nice looking afternoon. And I looked at the radar and I said, "Holy mackerel! Look what's about." I don't. I thought it was about an hour away, and my wife had given me the honeydew job of propping up a peach tree in our yard. Just got so many peaches on it, it's falling over. So I called Hannah and told her to come out of hibernation in her bedroom and come help me. And I tell you, we didn't get out there a couple of minutes, and that thing, it came in there, and it was just a wall of wind and rain, and I got limbs all over my yard. I was lucky I didn't have some damage. Uh, It reminded me a whole lot of the tornado that came through in February, because it just, I mean, when it hit, it was like a wall.
4: Yes, it was. It came through real fast and dumped a whole bunch of water, and uh, everybody knows our local dirt tracks, Uh, we like water, but we don't like that much water. Greg,
3: what we? Oops, push that button. Greg, what were you doing when all that mess hit? I, like I say, I mean, it, it come without no warning. And heck, the only thing I know do is just go somewhere and hide or something. <laughs>
2: you didn't have much time to do that.
3: No, I didn't. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about a lot of the things we have done. Uh, you know, went down to Augusta. I don't know, just don't have nothing to do with nothing, but just going around the racetrack. My my brother, Daryl, we called him, and we was going around the road course. Something like that, just, you
2: can't get over it. I want to say something right here before it gets away from us. There two things I want to say. Monday's Bud Moore's birthday. Happy birthday, Bud. And, um, but I just want to say what the meaning of this weekend is. I mean, we're. We're very uh, frivolous with it and joking and everything. Not with the meaning of the weekend, but just the weekend itself. But this is the weekend that's dedicated Memorial Day. And it's for the memory of all our soldiers and sailors and military personnel that that were lost in action or um, I guess even missing in action that didn't come back. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of them. Uh, Personally, I know all of, everybody's probably been touched by this in some way. I've Currently got a son in the Marine Corps who, uh, is deployed at this time over in the Persian Gulf. Uh, but I did have a, a, a cousin I've mentioned before, Everett Fine, who, um, was 20 years old in 1944 when he lost his life on a little tiny island in the Pacific called Peleliu, And he was in the U.S. Marine Corps, so that's, uh, he's out, of, he's out at Greenlawn, so that's my, my connection, my direct connection with, uh, with memorial day but you know that's when they placed the flags it used to be called decoration day because after the civil war they would decorate all the graves with flags so um that's the true meaning of memorial day is to honor our dead soldiers and sailors and military personnel and um we don't need to forget that we got a minute left alan you got anything uh not really
4: just uh Sit back and watch some good racing coming on uh, Sunday evening. It's going to be our Charlotte race. It'll, I wish we'd had the Indy going, but yeah. uh, oh. circumstances are, you know. I, I like I like to see it. You know, usually on Friday afternoon, you usually see the
2: qualify uh, well, or the Sunday
4: before. Yeah.
2: the bump qualifying.
4: Oh yeah, uh, I used to love
2: watching that bump qualifying. Well, that's what uh, I I didn't get into it. I've been Jonesing about Indy <laughs> all week. In fact, I, I watched some old races yesterday. Greg, we got thirty seconds
3: anyway you're right i mean going to indianapolis just something about it and uh perry had been up there many a time. and you just roll through there and it's just it's just in all i mean this is plum scary
2: well i tell you what greg we can save it for august the 23rd because that's when they're going to run it so i guess we'll have a show august the 22nd but um that's going to do it for this week, and uh, I'm sure Greg will get us some good guests next week when we will be, uh, what I say, running Bristol. So we'll see what we got, and uh, we will be back to talk to you then. <laughs> Appreciate you listening, and uh, try to stay dry, watch some races, and uh, call in next week and tell us what you think. And in the meantime, keep it between the fences. Woo!
0: Your home for the Dan Patrick Show weekday mornings at 9 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on F.